Real quick, let me just start off by saying this is Peter Rosenberg, your forever 24-7 champion, host of the Cheap Heat Podcast. And I want to shout out the Will Wonder Podcast. You know what I wonder? What amazing takes will be given today on this show? Will I ever get the nod, the invite to be a guest on this show? Will I ever feel like coming on the show if I get that invite? We don't know. But you're checking out the Will Wonder Podcast. What is up, everybody? Episode 92 of the Will Wonder Pod. As it has been these past couple of weeks, this week's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Pharaohs. I get asked all the time, who printed your Will Wonder Pod shirts and who is printing the upcoming hoodies? Well, that would be my guys over at Pharaohs. Shout out to Joe Baca. Um, right here in Salt Lake City, Utah, if you wore my shirts, you understand the great quality top tier quality that Pharaohs provides. So if you're looking for shirts, hoodies, sweaters, hats, any type of print at all, make sure you hit them up at info at pharaohsutah.com. That's P-H-A-R-O-S-Utah.com. They can also help with any design work that you may need. Tell them that your boy Will Wonder had sent you. Right off the top, I want to give a shout out and a happy birthday week to my guy, Tom Fitton. He's been on the podcast before, talked some NBA hoops, talked some scary movies. I'm sure he'll be back on this October as well. Happy, four, is he 40? Is he 40 now? Anybody? Can we get anyone to confirm that? Anyways, happy birthday to my guy, Tom, uh, the oldest member of the Wolf Pack. Shout out to you. Man, what's been going on? So last week, music-wise... If you haven't checked it out yet, I shared it on the Will Wonder Pod Instagram at the Will Wonder Pod. I'm going to bring back Saturday Selections, FYI, where I give you three songs, something in the hip hop realm, something R&B-ish, and something throwback uh, that you need to check out. Anyways, at the Will Wonder Pod. But this week, I shared a song from Simba. That's S-Y-M-B-A. He put out an album called Results Take Time. That is with DJ Drama. It's really, really good. The song Goat, greatest of all time, running in the running for song of the year. We'll obviously get to all of that towards the end of the year with my guys Steady, Crosby, and more than likely Rob, as we did last year. Um, But great song. Check out the album Simba, Results Take Time. Really, really enjoyed that. What else happened? Uh, Monster Truck Rally. Yeah. To celebrate mine and my wife's six-year anniversary, we took my son to a monster truck rally. Now, I know what you're saying. What? Six years? You didn't do anything better than that? But um, we're actually celebrating later in the month. But my son really enjoyed it. There's a monster truck called Jurassic Attack, which is a head of a triceratops pretty much on a monster truck. And he loved it. Um, I thought it was okay. It was just fine, right? It's not like a big show. It was at one of the uh, smaller areas here by one of the rec centers. But um, yeah, it was okay. We left at intermission. We had a good enough time, and that was that. So would I ever go back to that specific Monster Truck Rally? Probably not, but I hear Monster Jam's fun. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'll take my son to that at some point. That's about it for updates from me. We have some NFL talk to get to, obviously. We have a very fun interview with uh, a rapper here in Salt Lake City named Mike Styles that we'll get to. Let's go ahead and get into the NFL talk real quick. Uh, hoop 
One of the two. I'm assuming it'll be Chacon next week so we can come back and talk his shit. But either Hoop or Chacon will join me next week. We'll give more in-depth breakdown of games and, and predictions going forward. But let's look at week two. Can anyone guess the top three quarterbacks statistically who have the most passing yards through two weeks? Patrick Mahomes? No. Nope. Nope. You're wrong. Aaron Rodgers on there? No, he's not. Oh, Joe Burrow. No, sorry. Not Joe Burrow either. Here it is. Number one with 739 passing yards. Tua. Number two, my quarterback, Carson Wentz with 650 passing yards. And number three, wouldn't you know it, Joe Flacco. 616 passing yards. Yeah, that all makes sense. It really does. Uh, If you had that on your bingo card through the first two weeks, you should win a a ton of money. But uh, yeah, kind of crazy. Tua, we saw him go off. I'll get to that in a minute. Carson Wentz has had to pass quite a bit, uh, especially in that last game. And then Joe Flacco, we'll get to that in a minute as well. But first, I want to start with this. DirecTV Sunday Ticket. It was out for like 45 minutes, maybe even longer, possibly an hour on Sunday. So I'm not sure what we pay for. This is the last year that DirecTV has NFL Sunday tickets. So hopefully they get to a much better streaming platform going forward. It was uh, it was very frustrating without it, especially when you're used to it, when you're used to watching football, being able to bounce around from game to game and also watch your favorite team. It, it sucks. So DirecTV, I know it's this, your last year, but, you know, don't don't be that... Um, I guess for lack of a better term, don't be that super senior that just takes shitty classes and, and doesn't even really care because they already have enough credits to graduate, okay? Give us one more solid year, please. Thank you. All right. Goodness gracious, that Baltimore-Miami game was incredible. We talked about two of their being number one in pass yards. Him and Tyreek Hill annihilated the Ravens' defense, let a comeback and got the win. I mean, it was 14-35 to 35 Ravens at the start of the fourth quarter. Crazy, crazy, insane comeback. Dolphins are 2-0. Another crazy comeback was in the Raiders-Cardinals game, and I don't know what to think about either of these teams, if I'm going to be honest with you. Kyler Murray was amazing in that game. Cardinals really need to get Hopkins back, which they, I believe it's week six or week seven he comes back. Without him, it's rough. It's rough for, for Kyler and the rest of that offense, really. But damn, did he do work against the Raiders late. I still think the Raiders finish higher than the Broncos. Broncos, they, man, Russell Wilson doesn't look good. Broncos don't look good. They eked it out there against Houston in Denver. Uh, Just an FYI, I did pick the Raiders to win that division. I know we're only two weeks in, so everyone calm down, talking shit to me about how my prediction is wrong. There's a lot of football left, except for, for Trey Lance. Poor guy had to get carted off the field. Jimmy G comes back and 49ers get the win against the Seahawks, who I think are probably really going to be fighting with the Bears for the worst record in the league when it's all said and done. I tweeted this after Sunday's game. Giants are 2-0. Yep, the New York football Giants are 2-0. The Joe Flacco-led Jets come back being down 13 to the Browns with less than two minutes left in the game to win it. The Jacksonville Jaguars hold the Indianapolis Colts to zero points. Again, my upset pick last week. This wasn't in my tweet, but I just want to remind everyone that was my upset pick. Matt Ryan isn't a good quarterback. The Colts don't look good either to this point. 
uh, back to my tweet. Tua throws for 469 yards and six touchdowns. That's crazy. Cooper Rush outplays Joe Burrow to lead the Cowboys to a win over the Bengals in Dallas. Just a normal week two in the NFL. Speaking of Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys beating the Bengals, Micah Parsons is the most disruptive player on the defensive side of the ball in the entire NFL. It showed whenever he was out there and whenever he was resting. Whenever he was out there, Joe Burrow was had no chance. Could do nothing. Whenever Micah Parsons was getting a breather, the Bengals moved the ball. Our boy, one of our NFL experts, Robert Chacon, went to Dallas to watch the game. And boy, oh boy, was he happy. I think he's still hungover, if I'm going to be honest. Hoop and I, and 95% of the world, picked the Bengals to win that game. Here is what Chacon posted on his Instagram after the game. That was a very profanity-laced post by our boy Robert Chacon on his Instagram. Basically, he was saying, F you to me, F you to hoop, F the haters. He came out to support his team, and they got the win. He was actually popping champagne when he was doing this. It's pretty impressive. Uh, I shared it on the Will Wonder Pod Instagram page, I'm sure. Uh, some of you saw it, some of you may not have, but I wanted to share that with any, everybody. Good for him. I feel I feel good for my friend Robert Chacon, who, who goes to Dallas every single year to see a, a Cowboys game. More often than not, he sees a loss when he goes. So I'm happy they got the win. I'm happy he was able to... Uh, excuse me, not him. I was happy the team was able to prove all of those quote-unquote haters wrong. Uh, we'll see how the rest of the season goes for Cooper. Uh, what's his name? Cooper Rush, right? Cooper Rush, yeah. At the end of the game, Chacon was with another Dallas Cowboys fan with a sign that said, in Cooper Rush, we trust. So good for them. Really happy for those guys that they uh, won the Super Bowl. I mean, when they won a game in week two. All right, moving on. Monday night, we got two NFL games. Bills look like the best team in the entire league. Josh Allen, the Stefan Diggs, is the best one-two punch in the league. At this point, really no questions asked about that. Philly dominated Minnesota. Cousins is... Oh, man. Cousins is the absolute worst, best quarterback ever. He can't perform under national lights but puts up great numbers, plays pretty decent when it's just a regular old Sunday game. If only playoffs in the Super Bowl were just played on a regular Sunday and nobody was watching, he would probably be a Hall of Famer at this point. And yeah, that's a shot at him because he played for my Washington Commanders and he did the same thing there as he's doing in Minnesota. All right, week three, top five power rankings. Top five teams in the league according to me. Okay, sorry if you don't agree with this. Number one, Buffalo Bills put a hurting on the Titans Monday night. And honestly, they've just been really, really good since last year, continuing into this year, week one and week two. Next up, the Chiefs. Chiefs didn't look as um, untouchable, I should say, in week one or in week two as they did in week one. Week two, they played the the Chargers on Thursday night, ended up winning by three. Pretty good game. Defense stepped up on a bad pass. 
not even really a bad pass. The, the, the corner played the ball pretty well in the end zone and picked off Herbert and ran it back. Uh, number three, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They win 20 to 10 against the Saints. They obviously beat the Cowboys in week one. I'm not 100% sold on them, but obviously enough to put them at number three because number f- four and five, I don't think are as good as the Bucks team. Number four, I have the Philadelphia Eagles, who I picked to win the NFC East. They, listen, they beat the Vikings Monday night, 24 to 7. I feel like it should have been 30-something to 7. But the Eagles look great. They play my commanders next week. Number five, the Miami Dolphins. Tua, again, number one in passing yards. Tyreek Hill looks great in week two. Defense looks strong. So there are my top five going into week three. Speaking of week three, had my guys shoot me over the picks, Hoop and Chacon. So I'm going to give you the picks that we all agree upon, and then we will go to those ones that we don't. So Thursday night, we get Steelers going into Cleveland to play the Browns. All three of us picked the Browns. I think if TJ Watt was playing, maybe, just maybe, there'd be a chance for Pittsburgh because he's possibly like the second most disruptive player in the league behind Micah Parsons, but he's out. So we're all going Browns next up. We all pick the bills to beat the dolphins in Miami. I think this is going to be a pretty decent game though. This will really show us how dominant the bills are. But again, all three of us picked the bills next up. We all picked the Bengals to beat the jets. Um, Bengals are 0 two right now. They're not going to go 0 three. And I don't think the, the I think the Jets defense is decent. I don't think that offense is good, even though Joey Flacco is number three in passing yards. Next up, we all agreed on the Ravens getting the win here in week three. They are playing the Patriots in New England. Should be a tough game, but I think they bounce back from that loss that they had last week to the Dolphins. Next up, all of us agreed on the Chargers getting the win over Jacksonville. Jacksonville's tough, though. I could I can see Jacksonville winning their division. I know some people probably gasped at that, but the division isn't looking strong right now. Titans, Colts, uh, and Texans. Jaguars look to be probably the best team through two weeks. But again, only two weeks. All right, next up, all of us. Agree the Rams are going to beat the Cardinals in Arizona. We're taking a lot of away teams to win this week, which kind of scares me. But all three of us agree up on that. Lastly, the only other game that all three of us agree upon is the goddamn Cowboys (laughs) beating the Giants Monday night. I know the Giants are 2-0. I know this. I just can't trust Daniel Jones. And if you remember last year, the Panthers, I believe, were 4-0 at one point, and they were ended up the season awful. I think that's where we're going with the Giants. And Micah Parsons is just a monster. Daniel Jones has zero chance. So we all agree to go with Dallas there, which really hurts me. Uh, the games we don't agree upon, Titans and Raiders. Two of us picked the Titans, Chacon, or, I mean, excuse me, Hoop and myself, where Chacon picked the Raiders. Uh, we don't all agree upon the Saints-Panthers. I picked the Panthers to win. I think it's time for them to get the W and... Uh, Chacon and Hoop both picked the Saints. Vikings-Lions we didn't all agree upon. Hoop and Chacon took the Vikings while I took those crazy-ass Lions. I watched the whole game against Washington. Now, obviously, our line is, I say ours, the commander's line isn't great. 
But that Lions defense is mean, and they blitz a lot. And you know who has problems against the blitz? That guy, Kirk Cousins. We'll see. I, I can still see Minnesota winning, but I'm going to pick the Lions in this one. Next up, what we don't agree upon. Eagles, Washington. Who picked the Eagles? I picked Washington. Chacon picked a tie. So that's that. Next up, Bears at, or, or excuse me, the Texans and the Bears. Both Hoop and Chacon pick the Bears, where I think it's time for the Texans to get their first win on the road. Chicago is just not very good. Justin Fields is good. Montgomery can run. They can't really pass very well. I think it's time for the Texans to be one, one, and one. Next up, Bucks, Packers. Now, I know what you're thinking. Who picked the Packers? Chacon picked the Bucks. No, it was actually flip flop. Who picked the Bucks? Chacon picked the Packers, and I also picked the Bucks in this one. I don't believe the Packers are to the point where they can pass that ball to those receivers and count on any of them. Whereas the Bucks, I think, you know, I don't know what's going on with Tom Brady. He's not the same Tom Brady, but I think the Bucks win this one. Next one we don't agree upon Seahawks, Falcons. I have the Falcons in this one, while Hoop and Chacon both take the home. Seahawks, I think it's time for the Falcons to get a win. And I just don't think the Seahawks are very good. I think that first win was purely off of Russ coming back and how hyped they were, which was a fun game to watch. But again, I'll go with Falcons here. Lastly, we have 49ers Broncos. Myself and Hoop both picked the 49ers while Chacon picked the Broncos. I picked the 49ers strictly off of, I don't think, Russell Wilson is the same Russell Wilson he has been in the past. I think he's that same guy from last year. I think the 49ers are a better team all around. A lot of injuries on that Broncos side as well. So I'm going with San Francisco to win that game. Right now, they're favored by a point and a half. Now, I also asked the guys to shoot me some of their quote-unquote locks if you're planning to bet any games. So we'll start with Hoop. Hoop said, go with the over of 43 and a half on the Ravens-Patriots game. Bills are favored by five and a half. He said go with that. I don't know. I worry about that. I think the Dolphins are actually pretty decent. Uh, Raiders-Titans, he said go with the under for 46 and a half. I would agree with that. He would say 49ers, one and a half. Absolutely. I think they're winning this game by more uh, than that, obviously. Uh, and then the Packers-Bucks, he says go over 41 points for the total. Now... Let's see what Chacon sent us, shall we? He likes Cleveland to cover the five and a half. He likes Washington to cover the six and a half. So Eagles are favored by six and a half in that one. He doesn't think that Washington will lose by that much. He predicted a tie just because he's a smart ass. He said bet for the Broncos plus one and a half. I would say don't do that. Don't do that at all. But these are his picks. So if you think like Chacon, which if you do... That's a whole other conversation. But if you generally side with Chacon on football topics, you're going to go with Denver as a lock. I don't, don't do it. I don't think so. Lastly, he said to go ahead and <laughs> this is what he, I should have clarified. He has Jets plus four and a half. So he has the Bengals winning, but he, I guess he thinks it's going to be a very close game. So there you go. There are all of your locks. Hopefully you wrote those down. I'm not repeating them. Now. Coming up, we have a very good interview with Mike Styles. He is a rapper here in Salt Lake City, Utah. He's been 
Uh, quite a few different places, though. Comes from the Midwest, moved out to Salt Lake City about four years ago. So we get into his upbringing, get into him, uh, his time in the military. We get into him making music and kind of plans for the future. Also, his ties with the Young OG perspective. Shout out to everyone uh, over there on that team. Much love to all of them. So before we get into Mike Styles, let's go ahead and do this here for my guy, Dre Rocca. Hey, so I, mean, I don't got a lot of time. I'm being held hostage right now. I'm listening to other podcasts. I know I just I had to sneak away to listen to this one right here. This is really my favorite podcast. But hey, look, if you ever are uh, in need of any other entertainment, uh, look for me. My name is uh, Dre Rocca. Uh, my, you can follow me at Dre Rocca. That's D R E R A. I gotta hurry up. A A A. D R E R A W K A. All rock.com. Check me out. I do a podcast too. It's called Unrestricted. We do a lot of fun stuff. Stop. Listen, laugh, love. The Unrestricted Podcast with Dre Rocca. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, literally anywhere you consume podcast, except SoundCloud because that's repugnant. Oh, and drop a five-star review and receive 10 years good luck. Fail to do so and your genitals will fall off. All right, I have a very special guest today, Hoops fan, Indiana representative who now calls Salt Lake City home. One-fifth of the young OGs, shout out to the whole team over there, songwriter, before rap, he had hoop dreams, but senior year, he got cut like loose strings. Okay, I've been listening. Uh, an MC who just put out his album, Vibes 2. Uh, and at the end of the track, Grayson Allen, he has a clip from one of my all-time favorite films ever, White Men Can't Jump. I'm in my fucking zone. I'm in a fucking zone. Uh, my guest today is Mike Styles. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I love that. <laughs> great intro. It's a great intro. Oh man, thank you for joining me. Uh this is the first time we've met. I've been, you know, the thing with uh social media, you you feel like you know somebody when you really don't. But uh, I appreciate you coming on. We're going to have a fun time. Uh what I like to do just from the jump, man, we're going to go from the very very beginning, right? Like I said, I did some research on you, born and raised in Shelbyville, Indiana. So talk to me about that. What was that like for you? It was dope. It was cool. Um, <laughs> basically, excuse me, excuse me. I got a stoner, <laughs> stoner voice. So, I'm fresh off work, if y'all didn't know. You can pull that up, too, if it makes it easier. Yeah. There we go. All right. Shelbyville, Indiana, man. That's where I was born and raised. Uh, country town, mm. 19,000 people. Uh, it's your classic, like, Indiana Hoosiers mm. town. Like, basketball goals on the barns. Damn. We're hooping in the grass. Um, everybody goes to the football game on Friday night. If you don't, I really don't know what you're doing. <laughs> There's nothing there. Um, we all would get trashed in people's backyards in the middle of the country. Um, yeah, it's just one of those towns, a classic country Midwest, yeah. you know, uh, kind of place. And it's pretty awesome, like, in a way. Um, not a lot to do, mm-hmm. but... Um, Cool place to grow up. I think it's interesting. You uh, tell me a little bit about your family. You got brothers, sisters. Yeah, I got one sister. Okay, uh, you the youngest or the I'm the oh, baby? Oh, you're the baby. Okay, and, just, and then three, maybe four nieces and nephews. Sorry if I forgot you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, there's like ten of y'all, not from her. Oh, okay, just okay. You know, yeah, friend, yeah. Like my best friends are my family. So yeah, yeah. Like, I feel you. Same here. Um, yeah, I'm Uncle Mike. Yeah, that's just really my role. So yeah, one sister. My father, 
Uh, my mother, who passed away when I was younger. Okay. Um, and then right now, currently, my grandmother's still with us. She's 83. Mm. Shout out to Granny Laura. Nice. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my immediate family. Okay. Uh, aunts, uncles, things like that. But so, about seven of us, maybe. Okay. So growing up out there, uh, like you said, it seems like, you know, you have your life revolves around the high school sports, maybe small town, as, as, as that happens uh, a lot in those small towns. You're a big hoops guy, right? What got you turned on to basketball? Was it just being around people out there, or what made you want to play ball? Yeah, I mean, well, one, Indiana, that's the culture. Okay. Uh, it's basketball. Uh, if you don't know the Naismith, the NCAA Hall yep. of Fame in Indianapolis, uh, Hoosiers, the movie, yeah. obviously comes from there. You got the Indiana Hoosiers, you yeah. know, Bobby Knight, five national championships. I'm a Hoosier, so you know what's up. There you go. Uh, I don't know about y'all Boilermakers out there, but... <laughs> yep, they still hate from over here. We don't like y'all. Um, my best friend went to Purdue though, so okay. I love him. But um, well, fuck the rest of them. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Whatever, man. Give me the oak and bucket every year. But no, I got into basketball this when I was young, man. My dad put me in it. Okay, so he gave me the opportunity to try anything I wanted: um, karate, archery, mm. air rifle. Uh, we had a boys' club. Um, we had a little bit of money, not a lot, yeah. but uh, he made sure he spent it in the right place. So so that was awesome, and that's kind of how I got in the hoops, man. Five years old, six years old, going to the boys' club, just chucking the ball at the glass like everybody else. Nice. Hoosiers, uh, you know, Hoosiers is a classic hoops movie, but um, I always get in these arguments with friends who really love Hoosiers. Because I'm like, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a great movie, but it doesn't hold up anymore. Like, it's not like that anymore, no. you know what I mean? Um, was ball like that back then when you started to learn, like, um, you know, I don't know how, how old are you? I'm 32. 32. Okay. Okay. So 90. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So ball was making a, a kind of a transition from when you're like five, especially from like that six to 10 to, I mean, you go to the mid two thousands ball is yeah. totally different from, from the, the mid nineties there. But what was it like out there? Did you feel like maybe... It, uh, Indiana or the, Shelbyville, excuse me, was kind of behind the times, or was it? Did you did you feel like it kept up with hoops? Um, I think traditionally they have a lot of tradition. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I love Indiana is because the tradition is very strong. Mm. So you know we came up in a culture, you know, no excuses. Defense yeah. wins championships. Like it's literally hustle. There's offense really isn't like. You have a go-to guy. Like, there weren't stars, I felt like, back okay. then. Um, it was more of a just classic move the ball around. Yeah, yeah. Get it inside. Motion offense. Classic motion, which pretty much came up in Indiana. Yeah, Big yeah. thing. Um, and then everyone just be involved, which is, like, what you're supposed to do in basketball. Yeah, so, yeah. we learned the right way. Um, I don't think we were necessarily behind um, by any means. I think we had Lawrence North High School – um, yeah, Lawrence Central, mm. yeah, like Greg Oden, Mike Conley, mm. Eric Gordon, you know, all those guys came from downtown. So, okay. um, we were, that was right in the thick of it. They were a couple of years older than me. Got so you. I think we were right there. Yeah. In okay. Yeah. Especially with those players. I, I didn't know they all went to that, that, that same school, man. The thing, yeah. I always feel bad about Oden, man. Those injuries really bro, tough, tough way to go out for it's sure. Tough. Yeah. You hate yeah. to see that. Yeah. 
Um, and, and you know, I should have said this prior prior to starting, but if there's anything you want me to cut out at some point afterwards, just let me know. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty open book. Yeah. So you, you know, you you talked about your mother passing. What age were you when that happened? I was eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. What what? Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what happened with your mom? Yeah, she had an enlarged heart. Okay. So pretty much, um, just a little unhealthy. Right? Okay. Probably like arteries, issues like that. So, gotcha. um, but yeah, it happened like literally like thief in the night situation. So, mm. um, but pretty rough time, but I mean, kind of defined yeah. me and like made me who I am. So, yeah. You, you said your sister was older. How much older is she than you? Uh, she's two years older. Than me. Two years. So she older. was 10. Yeah. At yeah. The time. So how do you, um, how do you, you know, I, they always say as a kid, things are quote unquote easier, but they're also very hard, right? Cause you have a young, a young brain, you you get attached to people and things, but it's not the same as when you get a little bit older. But how did you get through that? Like losing your mother at such a young age, like I can't imagine, you know yeah. what I mean? How, how did you, how did you get through it? You, I guess which part? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because so, you're always going through it. Yeah, yeah. So the initial, um, the initial knowing that she's just not there, right? As an eight-year-old yeah. kid, like I think about my son, he's four, Right. And if, if his mom was to just be gone, it would be, I don't even know. Like, yeah. I, you know yeah. what I mean? But how, how did you, was your dad instrumental in it? Did you kind of turn to ball? Did you, what helped you? I guess I should say what helped you because you never get over it, but what yeah. helped you kind of move on a little bit? Um, I would say, I mean, sports was big just because it was a place that I could have an outlet. Mm -hmm. you know, I was, <clears throat> before basketball, you mean, I mean, I love basketball, but football was my sport in high school. Um, post that, yeah, as old man Mike, like, yeah, I'm getting buckets. Like, all day, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I don't have to play defense anymore. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> That's the beauty of getting older, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's like this left knee just doesn't work. <laughs> but, yeah, I played a lot of football, man. I took my aggression out in that aspect. Mm. Um, you know, and, and I had a natural knack for just staying positive. Uh, finding a silver lining. Um, my sister was crying the whole time. Yeah. Like, the whole time. I'm holding her in the car. Gotcha. You know, I'm the younger big brother. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of how the rest of my life, like, played out. It was, like, everything in that moment, you know, made me exactly who I am now. Like, I don't know where that strength came from. Yeah. I don't know where the mindset came from. Um, you know, but, yeah, my, my dad got me in sports and then just... Uh, like any other kid, just trying to figure it out. Yeah. <clears throat> so you said you played football, right? What uh, what position did you play in football? Corner. <sighs> and wide receiver. T corner, the toughest position to play in football. Sorry. Without a doubt. Um, Say that twice. <laughs> you know, even in these flag leagues, I'm out there as a safety because I don't want to play corner. <laughs> it's tough, man. <laughs> yeah. it's, dude, it's you and the guy yeah. on an island most cases. Yeah. Um, and... The worst part about it is, even the secondary in general, everyone sees you make your mistake. Yep. Everyone. No yeah. one sees the lineman make a mistake. Yeah. Like, no offense. Like, the yeah. big hogs up front, love them to death. Yeah. You know, I'm running back at times as a quarterback <laughs> for a year. You know, I love every position. But a corner, you literally have to have such a tough mentality because you're getting a beat. Yeah. It's there, going no to question. happen. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter if you fell you know, if it was a penalty, like, it's just, like, yeah. you have to look up and you have to see the stands and you have to be like, that's my fault. Like, damn. There's no one Everybody else. Everybody saw that. Exactly. Everybody in this so space tough, saw that. Yeah. It was fun, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, 
basketball wise, what did you play? What position did you play in ball? Point. Okay. Okay. No. What was your game like? Like, like if if you could compare your game to a to an NBA player, right? Who yeah. were you? Ah oh, man, I had a lot more influences than like if I was like one guy. Okay, um, that's cool. You could take from from different people for yeah, sure. Yeah, so I I was influenced by AI. Mm. I mean, he was six foot. Yeah, I, I five nine and a half. So I'm like, <laughs> that's the closest thing I got. Yeah, to me. So. AI, just a lot of that, like from the, the arm sleeves, man, crossovers, mm. like whatever, the way I attack the basket, the acrobatics, like how to finish a layup, like yeah. all AI, flat out. Just gotcha. like one of the only guys I watched. Um, but as far as mentality-wise, I probably approached the game, like the older I got and look at it, it's more of a Chris Paul mentality. Mm. Um, I love to bark. I love to put people in positions to succeed. Yeah, I love to manipulate the game in any way that I can. Um, and yeah, I just love to get after it in that yeah. aspect, like extension of the coach. You talked about, uh, AI's arm sleeve and that took me back to, man, oh one, maybe. So I'm in ninth grade, 2002 ish as well, 10th grade. Yeah. And I remember that was the first time I started seeing kids with the sleeves. And I always thought to myself, where the hell did you get that? <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> I, um, would look high and dry for those. Things. Yeah. Couldn't find them. Right. Used to take a baseball sock. A baseball compression. You know yeah. how bad I would get made fun of oh, yeah. for walking around with a baseball sock <laughs> on my arm yeah. with braids. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. Fuck. I loved him. I loved him, man. You wear the headband? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still got headbands. Yeah. I think it's funny. <laughs> I think it's funny to wear a headband to the wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Show up in all your look gear. At, look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Nike out. Start stretching and shit. Like you're right. <laughs> um, all right. So, I mean, in, in your line, you said that uh, you got cut your senior year of high school for ball, right? So, yeah. so I mean, that's tough because you love doing it. I can't imagine be going into my senior year and that happening to me because I, I, that's what I lived at oh, that yeah. time. So what did you turn to? What uh, what what did you put your focus on after that? Or were you just being a eighteen year old kid like ah fuck this? Um, I didn't have a car, so I couldn't get too far. Okay, <laughs> uh, so I hung out with like my best friends. Like shout out to John, uh, John Southwood, Nick Rice, um, Brent Harrison, aka Chuck, uh, Scott Whirling as junior. You know, I kicked it with those four. Okay, the rest of senior year. So they were. My, some of my buddies, you know, I grew up with them my whole life, played, like, uh, sports up until, like, high school, and then, you know, they kind of just stopped playing. Like, you know, mm. obviously, if you're not on JV, varsity, et cetera, you just don't play anymore. Yeah. So I started kicking it with them a lot, um, and they just made my senior year, like, hella fun. Um, I'd go to the games with them. Uh, we would do stuff on the weekends. Like, yeah. when all my other buddies are obviously on the team. Yeah, yeah. You know, stuff like that. So. They made it really, really easy. So shout out to them for real. That's cool. uh, my boy KT as well, Kevin. He still comes out here and sees me every now and then. Mm. So. so that's dope. And then the other thing, I played a lot of Xbox. Mm. I okay. Played, I got locked in on video games. <laughs> so I mean, like, looking back, I'm like as pissed as I was. <clears throat> Man, I had some of the best time. I'm trying to remember what I even played back then. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What were you? <sighs> I played a lot of Prince of Persia. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> being a Prince of Persia, <laughs> then it was like in the Assassin's Creed. Mm. I used to just dive in the Assassin's Creed, like uh, at peak Assassin's Creed, like yeah. Assassin's Creed One, Assassin's Creed Two, um, before it was like a thing. Yeah. Uh, so I did that, and then those are those games you would you could literally all of a sudden five hours pass, and you're like, oh shit, I better yeah. get up and do yeah, something. Some good ones. <laughs> um, I listened to a lot of music. I mean, I listened to a lot of music. I spent a lot of time studying my favorite artists. Mm. Um, I wanted to dance coming up. Mm. I was like, my first love was dancing. So, Like what kind of dance? Hip hop. Okay. okay. Yeah, so really freestyle. Yeah, like, yeah. I was just a freestyle dancer. Like I didn't really like, do choreography, take classes, any stuff like that. Yeah. So um, Usher, Omarion, Michael mm. Jackson, Chris Brown. Like I had like all their DVDs. Like yeah. I was that light-skinned kid. <laughs> Dancing in the mirror at his grandma's house in his bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was 1,000% me. Yeah. Um, but it made me a better entertainer because of it. Because yeah. I got to see, like, how professional guys were, how serious they took it, and how to put on a show. Like, oh, no doubt. A full production. Those Usher DVDs, the 8701 <laughs> tour, the Confessions tour. So I got them. They're not, like, collector's items at the crib. I just have them yeah. in the studio sitting up now. Yeah, I feel you. So you you started paying attention to artists, right? You, you, uh, listening to to your favorite artists um, outside of those ones you were watching the the real like you know Usher and them the performers. What on the hip hop side were you listening to? Ti, Jeezy, Jay Z, Bow Wow. Okay, Can't sleep. Bow Wow was hot when I was coming up. Well, Ohio, um, he's right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's when he In came. Atlanta, to, I mean, Atlanta, but yeah. Yeah, the flow he had though when he came out, I remember exactly. That's when I fell in love with rap was because Bow Wow. Gotcha. Like, oh my God, like I was like, okay. yo, I want to be like just. Beware of Dog, or was it like? Yeah. Have, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I remember I heard uh, Bounce with Me. <sighs> we was yeah. on the way to the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, my dad, my sister, we were sitting in the front of the truck, single cab. Mm. You know, back then no seat belts. Thank God I made it. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a small <laughs> town. You know what I mean? You're fine, <laughs> right? Um, but I remember he came in on uh, Bounce with Me. Uh, you know, day to the night, yeah. Saying, I was like, "Oh, that's crazy." Yeah. Um. So yeah, he was a huge influence. But yeah, during that time, Tip, Jeezy, okay, um, Luda, yeah, Fabulous, um, a little bit of everything, man. I listened to a lot. Okay, I always wondered what it was like, like in those, like Indiana, like the Midwest areas where there wasn't necessarily a a, a hip hop. Not necessarily a strong hip hop presence, but artists from that area at that time, right? Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, really, I, I left a huge name out, but but Wayne, yeah, you know, of course. But it was really we were influenced heavy by the South and the East. So okay. East Coast rap is some of my favorite rap. Like, oh, good, um, West Coast beats. I, I mean, I love West Coast rap too. Like, I listen to it a lot. Heavy influence, but like when it comes to like rap, rap, like yeah, I'm one of the guys who's always going to say East Coast rap. Always just came a little bit harder, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? As far as like finesse, yeah, you know, than like West Coast. So like New York rap just being smooth like that. I'm like, I right, they're not really doing it like that in Cali. Yeah, but then Cali I also was like, y'all not doing it like Cali because Cube is like top five. Yeah, you know, you know situations like that. I feel you. I uh, <clears throat> you know, growing up here in Utah, I didn't listen to minus uh, Cypress Hill. I didn't listen to any West Coast. It Man. was all East. I didn't want to hear any of that shit. Damn. <laughs> As a kid, now I love. I it's love. Funny everything. that you pick Cypress Hill though. Like, my brother. So not my, bro- a bad my brother's ten years older than me. Oh, so like that Cypress Hill, Soul Assassins, House of Pain type of uh, crew with mugs. But like I was listening. The first album I ever I ever really attached to. I was five years old, and my brother uh, was playing Fear of a Black Planet by Public Enemy. Mm. 
And that was just like, I always tell people now, nothing like I've ever heard since. Sonically is totally different. Yeah. And Chuck and the way Chuck and, and, and uh, Flavor Flav were so different. But it was like, these guys, like two of my uncles, like I got the crazy fucked up uncle and the other yeah. one is trying to teach me some shit. And they do it beautifully with this music. But, uh, but yeah, it's funny you said that because I just, I didn't fuck with the West Coast. That's wild. That's why I had it all. Like my dad was so, his pH scale of music. Was like <laughs> I love that pH scale. Both sides. It yeah. was like, he had it all. Yeah. I mean, they like said Snoop, Dre, all the NWA. Yeah. You know, Pac, a little bit of that. Uh, Parliament Funkadelic. Mm. Um, oh yeah. We had Steely Dan. Oh, yeah. We had some Eagles in there. Mm. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers was heavy on my dad's list. Jimi Hendrix, James Brown, Prince, like yeah. Seal. Um, oh, yeah. You can throw some Van Halen in there. I'm trying. Then you mix in Jay-Z, like mm -hmm. all that. And he literally his collect Prince. Like I, if I didn't say that once, there's twice. Yeah, yeah. But um, everything, man. Like So I got to hear all kinds of music, like two big 15 CD collection stacked to the ceiling. Yeah. Um, I was spoiled when it came to music, for sure. I love that. I think that's so important. <clears throat> My dad would put me on everything, you know, old rock. He would put me on funk. Uh, I mean, everything from, like, Isley's to, like, Creedence mm -hmm. to The Doors, Pink Floyd. Yeah. And then I had my brother to show me hip-hop. And then my mom was more like, um, like, pop. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, at yeah. that time. But I think that's very important for a kid to hear all that shit because then you can really figure out what you like and you have a more, uh, uh, a wider pH. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shit. Know, but, hey, I'm going to use that from now on. I don't know. Just everyone knows what a pH is. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. So high school's over with, right? You said you went to University of Indiana? Uh, no, I mean, I partied down there. Got it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You go here? Yeah, I go here. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I go, I'm here I come, every weekend. I come down about? here to get drunk. Thursday through Saturday, um, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Little Five, man. Little 500. It's like a bike race. Oh, okay. Uh, that they have every year. It's a week-long party. Mm. And now it's just the Super Bowl. Of IU. Yeah, definitely go there during that time. Um, I don't know if it's like it used to be. Who knows? Yeah. So, college. Let's see. Muncie, Ball State. That's where I went. So I was there oh, for, okay. yeah, I made it one year, right? Chirp, chirp. I was there when, uh, <laughs> chirp, chirp. let's go. I was there when we had Nate Davis mm. uh, and McQuail Lewis. So I don't know if anyone remembers this little Ball State reign. It's very short-lived, but it was mm. when we were fighting for these small schools. Obviously, I think we're the MAC, mm -hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken. We went undefeated, regular season. You know, we were supposed to be the truth. And then... Uh, uh, it was around at the same time, Hawaii. And I'm not saying Colt. Uh, 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 not Brennan. Colt. Not Brennan. No, I know who you're talking about because yeah, I can see him. He's the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. <sighs> fuck. Now I got to look that up. Yeah. What a time. College, NCAA football was out. Mm. Kids knew nothing about that. Um, it's coming back, though, and I don't know if it'll be good, but it's coming back. We'll see, man. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll put up money and play that game. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I went to Muncie. I went to Ball State, and I failed out after a year. Mm. Just in and out. Um, overexposure, I think. Just too much for me. Yeah. Um, wasn't a strong, disciplined person. Partied a lot. I mean, I went out every weekend but one. Mm. I remember I counted one time, and I was like, bro, you went out every fucking weekend but <laughs> one. Like what one, the hell did you do on that one week? I was sick. Oh, okay, I was legit, I was finally like I couldn't do shit. Like you know, so um, granted, you know, like I look back and you're just like, damn it. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I made some really good friends. 
I learned a lot about myself. No doubt. Um, I talk about it in some of my songs. Like, it's just, I got dropped off with $40 in my wallet. Mm. Like, I got some vodka and some ramen. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? And it was like, that was it. Ran up a credit card bill. No idea how to pay it back. Like, just no guidance mm. um, in that aspect. You know, 18, wide-eyed, fresh yeah. out the country town, internet, alcohol, girls. Like A lot more people, too. A lot more yeah, people, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, Kids from Indianapolis, from the city. Yeah. Oh, they was already living life. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Let me go hang out with these guys. These niggas cool. Yeah. yeah. They got all the girls. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was like that. So, but it was uh I joined a frat. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh Sig App. I don't know if we had to beep that out, but who knows? I joined, nah, a, huh. I joined a frat. <laughs> um that was dope until it wasn't. Um <laughs> You know, wish I would have went to HBCU. Yeah. Uh, that's probably my only regret in life. I wish I would have went to a black college. Yes. Yeah. I just need that experience. Sure. Like, especially coming from where I came from. But, um, yeah, man, I spent a year there, flunked out, went back home. My uncle said, if you fell out of college, you go into the military. Mm. I was like, ha, ha, ha. I'm not, <laughs> I ain't coming back. <laughs> Shit, my ass was back. Um, And then from there, I mean... Six months later, I had to get my ass in shape, and we was off to the Air Force. Damn. Just like that. My life after 18, it was like, by 19 and a half, I was gone. Like, they was like, hey, we out. How do you go from uh, that much partying, partying, like you said, every fucking weekend, but one, to that structure of the Air Force? What was that like? Just like sports. Yeah. You got yelled at. Yeah. You got told to do something. You did it. Yeah. You know? Um, but it was like... It was different, for sure. Like, we didn't have our phones. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot of interaction. I missed the Colts and the Super Bowl. Oh, shit. Yeah, that fucking sucked. We lost. <laughs> that fucking sucked. That was when he threw the pick to IU alumni, Tracy Porter. Picked us off. Tough. Yeah. It was that onside kick, too, from what I understand. That should have been mm-hmm. offside. Whatever, man. <laughs> should have, we should have two fucking Super Bowls. Dumb as hell. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, man, it's been a lot of time just... Following rules, man. Yeah. Not talking back. Just understanding the assignment. Uh, trying to pick up your brothers. You know, same things you do through sports. So, yeah. like, we talk about ball. We talk about all that stuff. Like, that kind of shaped me in a way, too. Like, I could take criticism. I could get yelled at. I could not take it personal. Um, I understood if I wasn't doing something, it's like, well, do it right. Yeah. You know, my dad was the same exact way, too. So, military for me was easy. Was your, easy. Was your father in the, in the Air Force or the military? Yeah, dad was in the Navy. Okay. Um, grandma was in the Navy. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, four years, and then she crossed over to the uh, Army. Mm. So she actually was the first uh, black woman in the uh, National Guard in Indiana. So, wow. Yeah, wow, so that's fire. awesome. Yeah, we got a lot of black history in my family, actually, so it's, it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, that's great. Um, so I always wear that as a badge of honor. Like, hey, I have to set the example. Like, you yeah. know, the people that came before me broke barriers, so... Um, no matter how I got to do it, whether it's color or not, like you gotta, you gotta kick down some walls. Yeah, so. yeah, no doubt. But yeah, man, a lot of military backgrounds for my family and stuff goes. Um, but yeah, I was in and out of college and straight to the military. Yeah. Uh, Four years or how long were you there? Three and a half. If I'm being oh. honest, honest, yeah, it was. My life's crazy. Bro. <laughs> well, I done been through it all, dog. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I got let go early. Okay. Right. Uh, it was during the rollback mm. in twenty twelve. Yeah. Twenty 
2012, 2013. Okay. During the uh, second half of the Obama administration. Yeah. So they were laying off basically a bunch of military people, you know, uh, to save on budget. But um, at the time, it was crazy. Like, I got some legal situations. Um, Crazy. I don't really talk about this shit, but fuck it. I'm getting older, so I need to start saying it so I can get past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people, Um, this is what I always tell people. People can learn from the shit you've been through. Yeah, man, like to keep it a buck, man, because we we two fellas in here, so I feel confident right now. But I got I got accused of sexual assault, man. Mm. Uh, went through a nine month case, uh, beat the case. You know what I'm saying? Didn't really didn't do it. To be yeah. quite frank with you, it was pretty fucked up. Uh, a girl who was like hom- we was homies, was cool, like it, something that just brewed for a long time. It finally mm-hmm. happened, and you know, reason why is like she basically felt bad that. You know, she slept with a black guy and that the guy she was with was Latino and she was like, oh, he'll never take me back if he finds I slept with a black guy. So, Jesus. Talk about race in this country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why I protest, do all the shit I do, man. It's like, I almost went to jail over the shit. Yeah. Over some racism. So, it's like, you know, that's a, a big, big sidebar. But um, that was one of the reasons why I got let go early just because, uh, you know, there was questions in character, all this different sure. shit. Like, I was pretty much guilty till proven innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, once again, another really rough time. Got to keep it level-headed, stay positive, figure this shit out. Mm. Um, you know, so, but other than that, military was fire. Yeah. Like, Where were you stationed? Uh, right, Pat. Right Dayton, Pat. Ohio. Okay, okay. Yep. Okay, so that's what took you to Ohio. Got you. Yes. What was your... Uh, so I know there's different jobs, right? Like my father was in the Air Force. One of my best friends is in the Air. He's been in the Air Force now for like fucking 10 years, I think. Mm-hmm. He's at Hill now. Uh, but what were you? What did you do? What was your like job? I was 4T, so I was a lab. I was okay. A, I was a lab tech. Okay, cool. So Cool. Did you enjoy that while you were doing it or was it? Yeah. No, nah, it was cool. I remember writing my grandma a letter um, fresh out of basic. I was like, yo, I'm going to be this medical laboratory technologist. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's the full name. I was like... You know, after failing out of college and, you know, not really having aspirations besides anything but sing, dance, and hoop, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to be in the lab. I'm going to do, like, urinalysis. I had no idea what these words meant. Yeah, time. yeah. Um, you know, I knew microbiology. I was like, I'm going to do that, you know, stuff like that. So um, it was dope, though, man. I loved hematology. They called me Hemo Boy. Um, <laughs> so I knew a whole lot about that. For those of you who don't know, you know, Drew the Blood. Uh, mixed it up, spun it down, mm. you know, take the serum off the top, you know, run that for your white counts, like for those, yeah. you know, who you know don't know what that is, but then platelet counts. Yep. Um, and then we actually got to work with the um, cancer oncology mm. um, center that we had there. So we actually would get patients that actually had cancer. So we were like the first line of defense and identifying that. Wow. So once you check that sample, if it was unreadable, on an analyzer, uh, you had to put it on a slide smear mm. and make your own slide. And then you would look at it in the microscope and you do a manual cell count. Wow. And then during the manual cell count, you had to identify if there's any like malignant cells. So basically non-normal cells. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was cool to me, man. Like that was like, I was like, bro, I'm helping identify cancer. That's so, crazy. <clears throat> but if we did find those things, send it all to your pathologist. They double check it. Um, and then from there, they would get like, Tissue screens, do all that stuff, um, bring you in for more testing, and hopefully get ahead of that. So I, I thought it was like, it was cool. I was yeah. like, I was definitely like one of the coolest things I've ever done. Yeah, that is that is very cool. You you must be a super smart guy, right? Because 
you generally have to take different tests when you get into the Air Force, and they'll give you your different jobs. So if you're a dumbass, you're probably going to be clean and shit. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? But yeah, it seems like you got a very <laughs> a very good job. So that that's cool, man. Um, I'm glad, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not glad, but I'm glad everything worked out for you in that right. in that case, right? Uh, because that can really fuck fuck you up for life. Um, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy everything. Uh, thank you. Was finally dropped. Uh, let's talk about this, man. So, I mean, you're in you're out of the Air Force now. But when do you when do you start writing? When do you start thinking like, hey, I want to rap? Um, in a serious aspect. Oh yeah, I was. <clears throat> matter of fact, it's been a while since I talked about this. But I was 16. Um. My heart was broken, mm, right? It's always. Do a TA time. <laughs> yeah. um, Lauren Crouch. Never forget her name. <laughs> never a shame to say it. Um, yeah, man. We broke up. She broke up with me. I was I was playing games. Um, <laughs> I definitely wrote a girl a note. I well, seen, in a town of 19,000, bro, you're going to get caught. I wrote another, <laughs> I wrote another girl a note. Yeah, so, forget about it. Yeah, it was done. Um, breaks up with me. I'm just like beside myself. First time I've been like in love, like we were saying, mm. L word, you know, all that at the time. Damn. So that really just shook me up, man. And that's when I just started writing music. I feel like um, started writing a lot of R and B songs, like mm. some sad songs. I got a binder full of them still. Mm. Like I got all of them. Excuse me, but um, that was when I started. So I was sixteen. Okay. When did you start to take it serious? Right, because I think mm. there's a point like. I, I mean, <clears throat> this was my journey through hip hop. I uh, have an awful voice to rap, so I would write stuff. I never rap, and then I fell in love with DJing. I found out like, okay, this is what I can do, and to make an impact because I can't dance. You know what I mean? I stay in my pocket. I got the normal white guy bop, but <laughs> as far as being able to control a crowd, DJing wise, like that's what I found out I loved and that I could do, and I decided to take it serious around like eighteen. Mm-hmm. But for you, when are you like? Yeah, I, I can do this, and I want to do this. Um, well, there was two. There was a few moments, like, because there's a couple phases of like how I got to this point, and I'd say the initial one was about I met Tyler Hankins, um, like my junior senior year. Well, I always, always knew him. I mean, him kind of got cool, and he rapped, and he was okay. like the kid that rapped at the school. Like mm. he actually recorded songs. Oh, so shit. I was like, oh, he's for real, new level. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I just started writing more and talking with you know the homie James Tyler, um, and I remember I did a French class. I get money freestyle for fifty cent. Me and him was talking mm. about getting on a track together, and I just remember that was when I felt like. I was like, oh, I'm getting close to recording. I was like, yeah. I give money, money I got. Mm-hmm. I give money, call me for it. Like, <laughs> that was like one of the first, like, I was 15 like, years I, ago. That just hit the 15 hey, year that anniversary. That'd have been hot. That'd have yeah. been hot. Um, so that was when I was like, okay, cool. And then I made, started making music with him. And then fast forward was when I started making my own shit. Um, my boy Nick, Nick Rice, I came back. I was in the military, but I came back from, I think, Mississippi at the time was where mm. I was at. And we went to the studio. Shout out to Duke. I forget what the studio was called at the time. But then we was like, yo, let's do a mixtape. And then it's just like, were you ready? I was like, yeah. Once again, another girl broke my heart. God damn. Uh, I had some heat. And I was like, we got to put this. We got to record, record. Yeah. And that's when it was like, that was my first like project. It was called First Impression. Mm. Yep. Okay. That was probably... Put a date on it. 
2011. Okay. So 2011. Got you. So what brings you, okay, so 2011, you decide this is kind of what I want to do. I'm going to put out this mixtape. How do you end up, I mean, how do you end up getting to Utah? That's always a question because this is a very, uh, it's, it's becoming more of a diverse place. But, I mean, 2010, 2005, it wasn't necessarily, right? I always, I always want to know how people get to Utah when they're from all these other places. <laughs> Yeah, so if we jump back to Ohio, I get out of the Air Force after the whole situation uh, and other things happened. I did get an honorable discharge, just for the record. Okay, yeah. All right, so I got out clean, you feel me? <laughs> All my benefits, everything. I'm Beautiful, good, right? okay. So don't go looking for no dirt, ain't nothing yeah. there. As Zoe would say, you won't get what you're looking for. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so, okay, jump back to Ohio. We get out the military. Um, from there, I just trying to figure it out for about three to five years okay um i think five years mm. figured out try to figure it out for five years couldn't figure it out went to school failed out of school multiple times again i'm like mm. yo i've been down this road and it really started to feel like insanity i was like all right you've gone to school you got kicked out of school you have a job you have a little bit of money but something's happening you're losing that money you're upside down again you're messing with a new chick. You're now you're breaking up with her. It just became a cycle, bro. Gotcha. Like it was like I didn't realize my patterns. A lot of it, trauma bonding, all these other things, which we'll get into that too. So I hit the fan. <clears throat> I was living with my boy Marcus. His girl was pregnant at the time. They split up. She dips out. We're down a roommate. We barely had bread. We was relying on like Three people just living there. And granted, uh, we, had a, we had a homie there that dipped. Another homie there that dipped. Her that dipped. We strategically just kept bringing people through. Our couch was like, the, like we was like, yeah, you can have it, dog, because we need it. <laughs> so, and then it was like, after that, it's like, we're just in a bad situation. Eviction notice hits the door. I'm like, fuck, man. So, figured that out. Damn. Call my boy Credit, who lives here, and he's the one who graduated from Brazil. Okay. Right? So, I'm like... I'm in a tight spot, bro. I don't know what to do. He's been my homie for my whole life. Mm. And he was like, I didn't know your situation. Like, I didn't know what was going on. And he was kind of managing my music. I had a book uh, booking agent at this time. I okay. was touring HBCUs. It was like on the weekends, I was living the artist life, like yeah. 100%. Um, big checks, everything. Um, and then it was like, come back home, and I'm just depressed. You know, either robbing Peter to pay Paul, blowing money on Jordans, just just lost, dude. Just sure. didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So he was like, Cunning Utah. I was like, no. <laughs> I swear to God. I was like, what is there? Yeah. Like, and I was like, all right, let me think about it. Six months go by, right? Damn. Eviction notice back. I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, we can't figure this shit out. Granted, all of this kind of happened all together, whatever. But, um, we figured that out, man. And there's other stuff before that that happened. I was living with my boy Jimmy. Uh, I got hit with a failure to appear in court for some shit from like two years before. Got my car towed. Got suspended license. God damn. And I was getting hit with everything, bro. All my friends are paying for everything. And my boy Jimmy was like, we just can't do it no more. Yeah. I was like, you can't cut me nothing on rent? Like, you can't give me a week or two? He's like, no. It's got to be all or nothing. Yeah. I was like, fuck. So we had to dip to that new crib, all this other shit. And after six months, I was like, I got to go. I was like, I have to leave. I was like, there's nothing going on here. Um, I'm doing the same thing. 
Oh, I no. was about to turn, I was 27 years old, mm. you know, and at the time felt, and it was just like, it was getting over that like kid. I was like, I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah. I was like, this shit ain't cool, bro. 27, broke, you know what I'm saying? Like you're smart, you're, you're educated to an extent. You have to do something different. Yeah. Or you'll just die here. I was going to start selling drugs. I was like, you don't want to do that. That was one of my vows. I told myself, I'll never sell drugs. Because mm. I don't care how broke we are. And I just threw what I could in the trash, sold my whole shoe collection, um, packed everything up in the whip, fell out with a couple of my boys, um, went back home, told everybody I was leaving. It was like, the fuck? I was like, yep, three days. I'm gone. Jeez. Dipping in Salt Lake. Um, and that's what happened. So this is what year? This is 2018. 2018. So four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you get here. Uh, what's your first impression? I'm driving down 700 and I'm just staring at the the mountains. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I was like, this is nice. Like, you know, but I'm also like, I'm here. I was like, Wow. Like, you did it. Yeah. I was like, you left. Like, you really left. Yeah. Like, I had no job. I got, you know, 1500 in my pocket. Uh, but I was like, you made it. My car was busted. Mm. Not a BMW. Shout out to Coco. I love you. <laughs> uh, got me where I needed to go. And I was like, damn, you made it. Yeah. You know, and that, that was really the first moment. And I walk up to the door. My best friend was out of town on a business trip. So his he lived with his girlfriend. So I just knock, say I'm here, and she like comes to the door, and she's like, I was like, "Hi, I'm Mike." She's like, "I'm Kirsten." <laughs> and go inside, and like we stack all my shit up in like the corner. Damn. Um, took the couch for two weeks. Well, it ended up being like two months. Uh, supposed to <laughs> the be the original plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Things changed. She, she had no idea. Oh, he risked it all for me. Man, shout out she, to him, bro. For real, she yeah. was like, "I thought you said two weeks." He was like, oh, I thought you said he was moving to LA. He was just passing through. Uh, um, oh, man. When I found that out, I found that out at their wedding. Oh, shit. I was crying. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was like waterworks. So <laughs> shout out my dog, bro. He's been there yeah. since, since That's I was great. eight. Yeah, so, but that was like the impression and like reason behind getting it. Yeah. So how, uh, so two weeks turns to two months. How did you get on your feet? Like, what, was he helping you out with opportunities or was it something you just went out and tried to find some stuff? Uh, his best friend and now, you know, my brother, Brian Billy, worked at Lexington Law Firm okay. um, inside sales. We talked about earlier. Yeah. And um, I got an interview over there. That was the thing. He was like, yo, come out. We'll get you a job uh, making like 50K. Yeah. Granted, I was making 23K back in Dayton. I was in poverty, bro. Broke. Um, I'm like... All right, well, shoot, we can see what that's him for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Almost double. Yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah. I was like, I'll take that. You yeah. Know? So fine. I come out, end up getting a job. And I rocked with that for the last three years, like I said. But during that process, um, it was really just about establishing a good work ethic, mm. um, a good devotion to a career, a job. Every other job I had before, I was like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to make it in music. Like, I was so right. young and. Like, just all eggs and whatever basket that was that I was like, I got the most flexible job Mm -hmm. that just allowed me to do anything and everything I could, you know, musically. Um, And I was, like I said, I was traveling at the time, so I needed jobs that were going to let me just dip off and go, you know, on 
a Thursday yeah. to Dillard University to go make fifteen hundred. Yeah. And, uh, rather than working at AT and T, you know, being just like, oh, did you turn your cell phone off and turn it back on? Like you got me fucked up. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, fuck these jobs, bro. I just made that my <laughs> three weeks worth of a yeah. paycheck and. 48 hours. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't about the money, but I was like, how could I ever give this up? Yeah. Um, so we worked at PGX uh, three years. Taught me a lot, man. Taught me a lot about sales, which is what I do now. A mm-hmm. um, little bit more resiliency. It's a real challenge. Um, put some real money in my pocket. Yeah. It was a great opportunity, man. I learned a lot. Um, you know, I've continued to learn a lot coming to Utah. Like, mm-hmm. it's definitely been... Um, I don't know, like, I don't say it saved my life, but it, like, kind of did. Like, Salt yeah. Lake City really kind of just gave me an opportunity, a real opportunity. Yeah. So, obviously, doing music as you come here, get on your feet. How did you get involved with the local scene? Like, who was your first conduit into, like, hey, these are the other artists here. These are the people you should really fuck with. How, how did that come about? It's two people, for the most part, I would say. First one's my best friend, Esther. Um, shout out to Esther Raina. Uh, she was working at Aldo. Mm, okay. At, um, Fashion Place Mall. Got it. Uh, and you know, she was in there, you know, look cute, you know what I'm saying? And my boy, you know, we, my boy wanted to go back and holler. So yeah. like, we walk around the mall and we're like, man, we gotta go back to Aldo. We gotta go talk to this girl. And I was like, all right, cool, let's go. So we go back and then they're just chatting up. And I'm the type of guy that's like, I honestly like playing second fiddle. Like I'm. Yeah. You know, point guard and on the court. You, You're nah, going to facilitate. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Any other situation, I'm just waiting. I'm corner three. You know, I'm just <laughs> not running any shows. Ball, yeah. ball. Yeah. Um, so then she mentions music. She's like, yeah, I sing. And then my ears perked up. Mm. And I was just like, oh, you sing. I was like, I rap. Um, she was like, really? I was like, yes. Let's change information like right now. Yeah. So we did that. And... We just started working together. She, like, at the time, like, she, she couldn't really write a song. Mm. Um, but now, like, she can write songs on her own, which is awesome. Uh, testament to her hard work. But it gave me an opportunity to work with another artist to help build an artist up, which really brings me joy. Yeah. Uh, is giving back knowledge to other people. And, but anyway, so that situation happened. Me and Esther, she started taking me out. Took me to a lot of different places. Uh, took me to SoFlow at Lake House Studios at the time when they was doing the SoFlows. Yep. Uh, shout out CJ Drizm and all them over there. The whole Drizm family. Um, and then that was the first time I kind of like started performing in front of people again. Okay. Uh, I was at the open mic. And then DJ Dirty Day. Oh, okay. Being homie, bro. I started going into London Bell because Esther worked there. I'm going there all the time. He started letting me in the DJ booth. You know, uh, always kick it, say what's up, give me shots, whatever. His manager, Julio, always just showed mad love. And then one night I walked in London Bell, and it's just like, hey, yo, what up, what up? We got Mike Styles in the building. Everybody show some love. And I was like, oh, this shit crazy. Right? So those two together just gave me an extreme amount of confidence that, like, oh, I belong here. Mm -hmm. Like, I can do this. Like, I did it in Dayton. I was like, okay, they rock with me out here, too. I was like, well, We know we did in Dayton. I was like, you know how you did the shows over there and you did the pop-ups, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, okay, let's do the wash, rinse, and repeat that we used to not do the right way. Yeah. I was like, and let's do it the right way and like really get to it. So, um, and now we sitting here. Yeah. The uh, I want to go back to one thing that you had mentioned uh, earlier, how you talked about 
you were doing these shows on the weekend and you feel, I, I know that feeling of just like that high. And then the next day you're home. How did you, how do you now, cause it, it never necessarily leaves, but you figure out a way to work through it. Mm-hmm. When, when did it, when did it hit the point where you were like, I'm going to do every, I'm going to kill this and then I'm going to be content with what I'm doing outside of this. Uh, I don't know if it has. Okay. If I'm just being real with you. Um, because I obviously I, I just dropped my album, yep. you know, um, a week ago and vibes too. Yes. Vibes too. So I'll now go get that. Uh, thank you for the plug. But, um, and I, I just do a release party, performed at Flanker. Big sporting mm-hmm. club in the city here. Yeah, beautiful spot. Um, and, you know, got the bottle girls coming out. My name, I got balloons, I got cake, I got all the people in the room and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, performance, staying out all night, going to the after hour spot, you know, doing the whole hangover thing way past my age. <laughs> and, you know, you come in Monday and granted, I'm chill, but like, it just... When everybody you know is saying, bro, your shit's dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, you hot. Mike, you killed it. All of this, that, and the third, and the rest of the world just don't fucking know. That shit just gets at you. Especially when you just go in and go in right. and go in. Um, you know, this was my seventh album. So, uh, you, you know, it make, I count mixtapes and stuff. So it's like, for me, nah, I'm just never content. I'm hungry as fuck. Yeah. You know, so I'm always like, I'm cool with it, but I'm also just like, you got to keep going. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't get down. You got to keep rolling. Yeah. So you don't necessarily get depressed when you're outside of that element. Nah, like, it's better because my work situation is better. Yeah. Like, my work life balance is better. Like, I have a girlfriend, I have a dog, you know, (laughs) I smoke weed, you know, I can afford it now. So I got some shit to help me get through the week. Yeah. yeah, Um, (laughs) You know, kids, you know, we all got vices, but, um, Before it was like, yeah, when you work a shitty ass fucking job, yeah, um, and your car's halfway broke down, and you're worrying about paying rent, and you dip off for a weekend, and you get paid big boy money, yeah, and then you come back, and I'm supposed to answer at 26, um, I'm supposed to answer to the manager at AT and T that's younger yeah. than me, yeah, 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 that ain't giving me no deals. I'm like, man, like this shit is fucking whack, yeah, like, yeah, and and. Your whole Instagram, social media says... Different. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, look at Mike. Look at Mike. You know, so all of Dayton's like, look at Mike. But then, you know, you go to Columbus and nobody fucking knows me. Sure. So, you know, you got that up and down of just like, like you said, the highs and the lows. Yeah. Like, so um, you just do what you can, man. You just keep going. You just focus on why you do it. No doubt. Um, and you just keep enjoying the process. Uh, and, you know, if you don't, and you just take some time to step away. Yeah. I think the hardest thing is living in the moment, but then also staying focused on what you want for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, myself, I'm still trying to figure out how to do that properly, yeah. right? Living in that moment, like us sitting here talking five years ago, this wouldn't have happened. You weren't here. I was doing something totally different. This is a, this is a dope thing to do just to get to know you. Yeah. Then also there's goals that I want to achieve, goals you want to achieve, right? So it's, yeah, it's a difficult thing. I mean, as a interviewee as well, uh, what does it look like to you? Like, what is the, I know you said you're trying to figure it out. Like, oh, what is it really? What do I want? Yeah, like, what does it look like, like, I guess in this space, like the podcast space? Yeah, my my goal is to have a network where I have my show, I have other shows, and we're able to build off of that. Advertisers, and and this is just what what I do. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Having these conversations. A lot of what I do on my show is I talk sports. Right? I yeah, talk yeah. NBA and NFL, but I, I do a lot of interviews too. For sure. And that's something I want to do. I want to be able to live in this space because I really do love it. I love DJing. I love hip hop. But at some point, that'll I can only go so far with that myself, right? I'm never going to be the best at cutting. I'm never going to be the best at blending. I'm pretty fucking good, but I'm never going to be the best, right? right? And it's not something that once the pandemic hit, I slowed down big time. I had yeah. my son. I was afraid to get him sick because it was, you know, it was all new shit. So this became something where I was like, I can still talk to people at that time through Zoom now, obviously, you know, in person. But yeah, for me, it's it's wanting to be able to be in this space and what that leads to maybe working for like different outlets, you know what I mean? As a contractor, be able to do something for like an ESPN, a Sports Illustrated. There's all type of work out there and all type of money out there. It's just you have to stay consistent in doing what you're doing. That, That's what I try to do. You'll be uh, episode 92, 92 weeks straight is what I've been, how long I've been doing this. Hey, let's go. I don't know yeah. the hand claps. <laughs> the claps. <laughs> nah, man, that's dope. That's dope. Um, I purposely didn't really listen to anything because I just wanted the, yeah, yeah. the live experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, not have an idea. But nah, that's awesome, man. I definitely think that's something you're capable of. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying this interview. Like, Thank you. Know, you. Yeah. Having, honestly, too. having it with a random person. Like, I haven't had too many interviews in a long time. I didn't already know the person. So yeah, 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 like, yeah. It's kind of cool. It's just like, all right, you don't really yeah. know what's next. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 tough when you uh, – initially, it was tough when I didn't know the person, right? Mm-hmm. But then I would put in the research on people. And then if I just feel a certain way, like, this person will be – I can have a conversation with yeah. or her, whomever. Then I'm like, fuck it. We're doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. So, yeah. Love that. This has been great. Uh, all right. So, at some point – you meet that motherfucker who calls himself the bald head bandit, right? You become a part of the young, uh, of the young, o- listen, I love Alonzo. I tell him all the time, like, bro, you can grow hair. You don't have to be called that. <laughs> Myself, I'm follically challenged. There's nothing that's growing up top. Yeah, yeah. Some just, of us just can't do it. He's just taking names. He is. For no a, reason. Like, he's got a hairline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great hairline too. You should buy his domain. <laughs> yes. Copyright. I'm going to fucking copyright it after we leave here. And then what is he going to do? He got to give it to me. Nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Sell it to him when he shows up. Where are you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, He said, bet. When I said, just come on in. Bet. Okay. (laughs) Bet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bet. See you later. Um, So how did you get involved with those guys? Man, music related. Uh, Once again. And my story is so organic and ties back to so many people. Um, Soul flow. Okay. at Lake House Studios, right? Young OG gets over there, mm-hmm. starts shooting their pod, yep. picking up. Um, when they started expanding in 2020, um, for me, I was in tune with Lake House, found out about them through that, Okay, right? Then from there, they did an interview, and I was like, these guys are dope. I was like, I'm ready for some media coverage. Mm-hmm. So I was DM'd them. I was like, hey, I like you guys. Your show's pretty cool. Um and I come on it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, and they were like, yeah, yeah, for sure, man. We're starting a series. It's called After Dark. Mm, and I yep. was just like, mm, okay, cool. What's it look like? What are we doing? And then they told me about it. So I went there, shut it down, you yeah. know, did my thing. We established something great. And it's kind of like I was part of that creative process. Okay. Um, and they were just ready. Um, yeah. They they came well equipped. They were very professional um, with what they were doing. And after that episode, like, you could just see it. It was very natural chemistry. Like, um, and they were kind of my first black friends. Got it. <laughs> even yeah, though, even though sure. Londo, you know, Latino. Yeah. Um, and Mazel, Latino and black, Afro-Latino. Uh, they were my first, like, 
black homies. And yeah. I was like, oh, I got some culture in my life. Got you. Uh, so I think that helped too when we all kind of just like understood each other in that aspect. Yeah. And then from there, I think they brought me back on at one point. And then after that, we just... I don't even fucking remember. What happened? He just got here. He what, did just walk in. It's what? A, it was the fucking perfect time. Bruh, it was perfect. So <laughs> so what happened after, when did we really start working, working? Ah. Okay. So that's right. That's Londo, right. his international travels as he does, an yeah. international man. That's right. I had to, yeah, come, yeah. I had to come for the crown. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, there we go. Londo okay. went. You know, ghost like he does uh, for good reasons. Uh, it gave me an opportunity, like I always say. So I appreciate yeah. him for wanting to explore the world. So I got an opportunity to step in. You know, I held my own. means and Zoe had great chemistry. Um, Londo came back, and then we started doing the three-man weave. So. Yeah. So what's your role with them now? I'm the creative director. Okay. So What does that entail? Yeah, yeah. Um, it entails a few different hats, but the main one is just really kind of directing. Um having ideas for our guest, right? So if we were to interview you, we would want to get you in your element. So I would help schedule that, find a date, time. Where do we want to shoot it? Like, oh, do you want to do it here where we're talking right now? Mm -hmm. Or do you have a place where you feel really, really comfortable that's significant in your life? Let's go there. Um, So if we go there, then from there, I'm just like, okay, I want to get shots of, you know, so we've done ones with... um, Shout out Chelsea Daly, we, her home, full of plants. She mm-hmm. loves plants. She's a green thumb. Um, very, like, mindful. So we just got elements of, like, her home, the ambiance, stuff yeah. like that. And we use that now within the interviews just to add more production value. Yeah. Um, so I'm a creator in that aspect. Um, I like building the structure as well, kind of keeping us on track, on time. Mm. Um, just ideas. Like, how are we going to keep improving? Uh, how do we want to do this next season? Um, that's my job, just to basically be the guy to bounce as many ideas off each other as possible. Yeah. And it's my job to keep that flame alive. I, I, lo- I mean, I've already told Alonzo this, but I love what you guys uh, have been doing. Like, especially these past couple episodes, the one at the barbershop was phenomenal. Um, I know he just walked in, but you can be real with me. How is he as the CEO? Is he kind of, like, <sighs> fucked up, or is he... <laughs> Man, it took a minute. <laughs> nah, he's passionate, man. Like, he's hungry. He just yeah. wants to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had to kind of get that passion and that energy channeled into a very linear thing or mm-hmm. just understand, like, what he wanted out of it Yeah. Um, and how that synced with, like, the rest of the team's lives. That way we could be uh, as productive as possible Um and really not oversaturate, right? Have as gotcha. much quality as possible, but as much quantity as possible within the realistic ways of our lives. So, mm-hmm. like, he's just a guy who likes to, to go, 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 go. Yeah. Um, which is awesome because he's always calling me. Mm-hmm. So that means, like, we're always talking about life, ideas, and other shit. Yeah. Um, I've worked with people sometimes where it's, we don't talk for weeks. and like, we, we're not going to get there. Yep. Like, I, if this is what you want, I need to talk to you damn near every day yeah yeah like you said you wanted this shit i said i wanted this shit and let's go get it yeah and he's a guy who wants to go get it so he's dope okay all right we can talk about it for real after he dips yeah Um, for sure um fuck that nigga yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know you really want to he's always talking shit about me he's always saying fuck mike styles 
He's always throwing me under the bus. He's always setting me up for failure in front of people. Always embarrassing me. Well, Not yet. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. The music video? Oh, no, we hadn't yet. You talked to me about always it. Always shoot my videos, though. That's the one yeah. good thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> all in the video. That's videos. all I like them for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so congratulations on Vibes 2. I love, I love uh, roo Rooftop Confessions. Or roo Rooftop Conversation. Conversations, I apologize. Uh, the Vizzies are hitting. No, I didn't this time. I love them too. Like pineapple mango vizzies, yeah. good though. Will you grab me one. I don't. I don't want to do this to you, but will you grab me one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went through your catalog, right? So from vibes to to your first album, at least that that's on DSPs. Mm -hmm. I've hear. I hear a lot of growth. I hear uh, the beats, the way you ride the beat. Everything. Every there's growth. But to you, what's changed the most for you since, so that, that, that first one's uh, Lost Dreams, correct? 2014. 2014. So 2022 now, how, how do you feel like you've grown as an artist? I feel like my writing skills. Thank you. It's like I added Grammarly. Like, mm. not that I wasn't very good <laughs> yeah, with yeah. grammar, but it's like I've just tightened every verse. I can get my point across with saying less. Yeah. Like, in a sense, like, not as wordy. Um, I've got a lot more direct. I have got a, extremely more, as crazy as it sounds, like, to me, because I thought I was vulnerable then, right? More vulnerable um, and transparent, uh, mainly with my family. Mm -hmm. Like, that, you know, I always worry about, like, the stories I'm telling are about people that I love the dearest. Yeah. You know, that I was probably hurt by um, or influenced this like keep going mentality. So now I've kind of shed that skin. Like I've developed relationships with them all to where I've had their blessing to be able to speak freely. Um, and the biggest thing is I just care, mm -hmm. you know, so it's still hard. There's still a lot of areas that like places I could probably take it when it's yeah. just like, hey, bro, you just got to let go, you know. So hopefully... This next project, um, just let go a little bit more. Mm. And that's all you can keep doing. That's what each one of these are. It's just a um, music therapy. Just yeah. let go a little bit more. Go a little bit deeper. Get a little bit more comfortable um, because you're a little bit more healed. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. I'm just more healed. When you could be more vulnerable, like any artist I feel this way about, when you could be more vulnerable, that's when you really start to gain real fans you know what i mean because anyone can talk about shit anyone can talk about like the the chicks they've been with they can talk about the shit that they have but when you talk about real life stuff that changes things yeah um and that's and i feel like i've always done that that's the one thing i definitely hang my hat on but i think it's how i talk like it's there's people out there some you know some of their songs biggest songs maybe about addiction like think think yeah. about kendrick swimming pools is yeah. about like his uncle having a drinking problem yeah you know, and I don't have songs like that, but I have you know, people in my family. My father was a, a drug addict. Mm. I mentioned it in rooftop conversations for like kind of the first time, just say like, hey, my dad was an addict, mm. you know, and not anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, but it still at first was felt like, like, you know, I'm telling the world that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's my pops. You know what I mean? That's what, that's my guy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just wanted to make sure he's okay with that, like that he's healed. And I know you can't care about those things, but those are things artists go through. At least some of them are just like, don't give a fuck. Oh yeah. Right. You Say know, but me, me, it's just like, 
I've always had such a big heart and all I care about is like getting people to where they got to go. And I'm like, hey, if if I can, if it means me not putting out this music um, feels better than you, then, you know, let's talk about why. Yeah. Like I'll take it there. Like, hey, let's talk about why it's not okay. Yeah. And let's let's get you right. Your dad listened to your music? Mm-hmm. What is my, he, what is only fan. Uh, yeah, that's dope. He loves it. Yeah. Um, you said your dad, you know, he had that, he had a, a wide variety of stuff he listened to. So I always, you know. Yeah, man. He, um, he, he said some cool shit. Um, yeah, he always comments on my Facebook post. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, shout out to parents that just be commenting the fuck out of Facebook. Oh, man. <laughs> Only reason I got Facebook is my pop's still on there, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my sister, my, my family's on Facebook. So it's just like, that's what Facebook was growing up. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I need all these fuckers from high school. <laughs> Out of here. Yeah. Like, arguing about dumbass fucking shit and, yeah. me- and memes that aren't true. Yeah. Um, like, fuck out of here. I'm trying to plant my family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he said he was just like, uh, so proud of you, son, which is typical. And he's just like, your flow is just so smooth. Like, mm. and he's never not, like, giving me those compliments. But, like, for him to just always say that, like, I'm yeah. just like, it's just dope yeah. that he thinks that. Yeah, it's great. I don't know. It's just a little compliment. It's cool to me. No, it is. Um I want to do this, so we're we're coming close to the end of this portion, right? But I want to know what's next for you. Like I, I, I talked to you about living in the moment, and how hard that is for me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you just released this album, so you need to live in that. You need to breathe that. But what's next? What do you What do you have your eyes on going forward? Yeah. So uh, the week that this will air, we have the Chip Talk music video mm. for sure. Um, that'll be the one of the big attractions from the project. And then um, just some more content, more promotion on the album. Um, really give it its flowers. You know, let everybody hear it, see it yeah. the way I see it. Um, but beyond that, um, man, there's a few things. Um, 2023, NBA All-Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, so sir. I need to touch the stage. Like, that's that's been... That's what all of this really is like getting prepared for. Like that is my, as of right now, you know, NBA championship for mm-hmm. Salt Lake. For yeah. for Salt Lake. It's like, I need to perform. Yeah. I need to represent our city. Plus, we, we on a podcast t- that talk about hoops. Like I love hoops. Like what better than to perform an NBA All-Star Weekend in the city that you live in? Like yeah. what the fuck? Like that shit's just, that's a dream to yeah. me. So that's the biggest thing. But before that, it's like really just understanding, I guess, what I want to do long term. And I've been doing rap for 10 years. Um, I know a lot about the industry. At least I believe I do. Mm-hmm. Um, at least about developing artists, right? And how to put on a show, different things like that. Um, so trying to figure out like all these different skills and things that I have and things that I know and you know how to monetize them a little bit better, yeah. I guess, um, and what that direction goes. Does that mean I need to design more more clothes? I should be handing out shirts the way you just handed me a shirt. <laughs> like, why am I not, yeah. right? So those kind of things are just uh, understanding, like, do I want to do a podcast? I have a media company, you know? Do yeah. I need to put all my energy into young OG perspective? Like, um, do I need to just put it all into nothing but my family, like my girl and my dog, like, um, you know, but just finding that balance, mm-hmm. um, and just continue to be really direct. So, but you can expect more music. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. We're going to go on a run. Perfect. Um, 
like I said, I, I, I listened to your catalog. I love the new album. I'm excited to see what you have going forward. But but yeah, I would just stress to you, like like we already talked about, just try to live in this moment because yeah. not everyone can put out a fucking album that's good. So everyone can put out a fucking album. Okay, I can put <laughs> out an album you, tomorrow. You, <laughs> I got bars for some of these podcasters, but like on a rap level, maybe not. Um, <laughs> all right, bro. This this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get and get into the rapid fire portion. Okay. So these questions you can give. Uh, a lot of them are going to need more than one word answers. You can give context if you would like. You don't have to give any context, okay? Just the answer. <clears throat> so the first one's fairly easy. 24 hours to live. What's your last meal? Mm. My grandma got so much fire. <laughs> this is really slow. It's supposed to be rapid fire. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely going to roll with probably my grandma's Salisbury steak. Mashed potatoes and some steamed broccoli. We're just going to keep it OG, man. There you go. Okay. What are you drinking? Back at the house, we probably drink a red cream soda. Mm, okay. Um, favorite movie? Mm, any given Sunday. That's a good one. Um, <laughs> what's the difference between summer Mike and winter Mike? Oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 um, nothing now. <laughs> we we figured it out. Okay, <laughs> we can leave it at that. That's fine. <laughs> uh, next one. Who is Wesley Mikes? Uh, <laughs> Wesley Mikes will make an appearance on October thirty first. Oh shit! All right, I love it. Think about it. I love it. Um. Okay, compare your rap style to an NBA player. Mm. Any era? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any. He's just choking the shit out of coaches. <laughs> um, I don't want to be like this, but fuck it. Like Bron, bro. Like, <sighs> okay. Period. <coughs> Period. Who else am I supposed to say? That's fine. That's fine. You can, you know, in great shape in your late thirties, just continue to do it. You know what I mean? Smack, like, smacking these instrumentals. <laughs> um. All right. I need your dream collab record. So, in that, I need the producer. Mm. I need someone for the hook, and then a guest verse. And then obviously you would give the other two verses. Oh, for sure. Uh, production. By there's a lot out there, mm-hmm. but there's two I have to go with. I'm probably if it's a heavy feed, I have to say both because if it's a heavy feature and it's not just me, it's got to be Pharrell. Okay, if it's just me, it's Timbaland mm. a thousand percent. Actually, matter of fact, I love you, Pharrell. It's going to be Timbo on production. Justin Timberlake on the hook, myself on the verse, and you know what he got to do. We putting the hove on that bitch. That's mm. going crazy. I love that. Um, all right, they make a movie about your life. Who plays you? Mm. I mean, most people would say Cuba Gooden Jr. <laughs> really? <laughs> he old. What we look like? <laughs> He's way older than me now, though. <laughs> okay. um, but if we going off just, 
Um, Terrence Howard. Howard. You think Terrence Howard? Nah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I I, I just don't know. Um, I've been so out there. Who would you want to play? Like, you could just give your favorite actor. My favorite? Probably. I don't think Jamie Foxx could beat me, but like Jamie Foxx is Bro, incredible. I, you seen? Have you seen the shit from him playing Mike Tyson? I feel like Jamie can I, do anything. Probably do everything. He yeah, he could do it. He could do it. Um, all right, you plus four running on street ball, and it can be friends. It could be professional players. It could be oh, guys that easy. flamed out in college. Whatever. Who you got? Right. If we taking prime, you prime plus four. We are gonna take. <coughs> Damn, it's a rapid fire, so I just go on top. Me, I'm taking prime Sebastian Telfair, high school, high school version. If y'all know, y'all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, credit, of course, 6'5", baby Dirk. Um, what else I got? Mm. Probably... Clay Thompson. Mm. You just need that. Yeah. We talk a whole lot of shit. <laughs> and then uh, we got to get another homie. I'm trying to think who's going to run the fly. I hope in a minute. But uh, probably. Let's go ahead and pick up my boy. Uh, let's go Taylor Morgan. Uh, shout out Morgan Jewelers. That's my homie. We hoop a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Take it. So we're small teams. Very small okay. teams. Okay. What's street ball? At the uh, end of the day, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're good. So I don't, yeah. I'm not picking up KD. Even yeah. Though he's obviously KD. Right, right. Uh, okay, this is the last question. Okay. And this is one that you need to put some thought into because uh, oftentimes people get judged off this question. Oh, shit. So you're putting on your dream concert. Okay. You get four acts, dead or alive. Uh, you know, individual artist, group, whatever, four acts. I need to know who they are and I need to know the the uh, order from opener the to order. headliner. Look, I don't got to perform in this motherfucker. I just got to put the show on. So yeah, like, it's for I'm you. A, like, oh, this is, show your, this is your dream. Not like one where you're like, oh, I can get shit, like I can get a ton of people. This is for you. You are the audience. I got to go reverse. Yeah. Michael Jackson. Mm. Usher. Justin Timberlake. Chris Brown. Mm. There you go. That's your four. You got four. That's four right there? Yeah. Bet. It's a lot of energy, a lot of dancing. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Not a single Chris, rapper. Who would have thought Chris Brown would like open the show with this thing? Hey. Nah, man. I'm an R&B cat. Okay. Those, yeah. are, those are the goats. So. Yeah. I was thinking females, too. I don't like women. Sorry. I was thinking women, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, yeah. And we got... 
I need to have I need to have one woman in there. I'm sorry, I had to do this. Snow Allegra, we gotta just she she could probably open the set. She gonna have a small set. Her and Breezy gonna split a set. Okay, I love Snow Allegra. Yeah, bro. Fucking she's she's dangerous. Yeah, she is. Um, all right, this is what we're gonna do now. We're gonna play that game I told you about. I bet. Okay, I'm gonna make sure this shit because my last one with Gabino, I think our headphones were turned up, but the music was low as fuck. So I'm gonna make sure this isn't one of the songs. I'm just gonna play a song to make sure the volume is where it needs to be. I was on a young buck kick earlier, so okay. We're good with that. Let me get to your playlist. I put this playlist together just for you, my friend. Oh, shit. So first one's always easy. Always easy because you need a softball to start. You need to feel confident about yourself. Uh, Just so you know, there is a leaderboard. There's been a lot of people that have done this. So my guy, Damar Jones, and myself, my friend uh, Dre did this to me, Dre Rocca, shout out to him. We both got 11 out of 15. Dre got 10 out of 15. Your boy Zoe, 9 out of 15. He's tied with Angel from the other side of the Beehive at 9. Then we got a bunch of people with 8. So Justin Simmons from the other side of the Beehive. Hosts uh, from Beans and Rice. Danielle, what the hell are we doing, young OGs? My boys Hoop and Chacon, who do the NFL talk with me, they've got 8. My guy Gabino Grimes got 8. Beans and Rice Pod got 7. And then my guy Macon got 6. Macon struggled, struggled, struggled. Uh, but here we go First song So the way it'll work I'll give you one second If you need more than one You can go to five And then you just gotta give me I need artist and title Artist To get the point So here's Is it the point Count the same way If it's one or five It does That's a fucked up thing I should I just like go to five I'll just do five bro I'll like, just do five I'll just do You know it's more of a wow It's more of a wow moment For the listeners For you to be like One second Bam that's right. Right. But I'll fuck it Fuck it I'll fuck it I'll go five Okay Three Two One That's Drizzy, Drake, nonstop. You think that's his hardest record? Mm, depends on the definition of hardest. <laughs> I, honestly, I played the shit out that song. Oh, yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. walk into work to get yeah. ready for sales. Like I had that bitch on repeat. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like it's different. That song's yeah. different for sure. Yep. Okay. Love that one. All right. Next up. Let me get this ready. Three, two, one. Is uh the Jackson Five? I wanna bugger tell me. I just came in. ABC, damn, I'm tripping. There you go. Wow. Some of the finest out of Indiana right there. Okay, next up. Three, two, one. Oh my gosh! I don't think I have any idea. I'll go back. I'll I'll start it. Rock, 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 rock. Uh, I'm a. This is like. This has gotta be. Oh, is that, I need a hot boy? Bye. Ah. Uh, Janine, boy, I need, is it Juvie, right? I'm tripping. Is that your final answer? 
Ah, see, if you ask that, it means it's probably wrong. I always ask. I don't don't think it goes one way, and I and I don't give hints either. So that's the other thing. Hot boy. I mean, nah, it's Lil Wayne, hot boy. Little Wayne, hot boy. So close, bro. This is Lil Wayne, the block is hot. Block, oh my. Young Wayne was something else. I was like the rock rock. I was like, who is that? Yeah, I mean, it's, you were, I mean, that era, like, uh, I need to hop. I think that was like a year and a half, two years later. Honestly, that was, yeah, that was right before I really, really, really started listening to Wayne. I was like right after Hot Boy. Okay. You're good, you're good. All right, next up, three, two, one. And as an FYI, it's all genres. Candy, all genres. Candy rain, so for real. There Blow you it. go. Blow it up. Don't fuck around. That's it. Yeah, that's that shit. <laughs> Blow it up. All right. Next up. Three, two, one. Uh, ponder, ponder replay Rihanna. That is correct. Billionaire Rihanna. And this is the first one I ever heard. Yes. I had the vinyl in... Uh, Oh, five. How many kids came from Hove House? Mm. I count three. I count me, Re and Ye. Bron's a rock boy, so technically. <laughs> crazy. Boy, we're crazy. All right, next up. Three, two, one. I got to at least get the artist on this one. I do know. There's a lot. He, he puts a lot in there in five seconds. That's a lot of words from the start of a song. I know, I know. I'll give it a, I'll, I'll go again while you're thinking about it. Five seconds. I think it's. Uh... Uh, turned up like Tony Jugger in the speakerphone. Fuck Sosa, bitch, I guess. Is, it, is this Conway? I have no idea this song. So, this is another Indiana representative. This is Freddie, Freddie Gibbs, Gibbs and it's Giannis. Mm. Cold, cold, Damn, cold. That's one of his top songs, too. All right, next up. Three, two, one. The Hell's Bells by, uh, oh, it's what you call it. What is it? I can't think of his name. Um, I just can't think of homie name right now. I'm tripping. It is uh bro, he was on Post Malone album. Why can't I not think of his name right now? They had the show with all five family members, bro. Like, I'm just um one busy in and I smoked a little bit. <laughs> Give me a second. Give me a second. Um Dude. Pressure burst pipes. I'm over here exploding. <laughs> um, I can remember damn near the whole family. You had Jack, Sharon, <laughs> the sister. <laughs> I'm fucking fried right now. Just close your eyes. Um, <clears throat> I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm so mad. You tap out. Uh... Here you go. One more time. Dude. I'm tapping this okay. fucking stupid. It's Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, my. Crazy train. God. 
Crazy Train, sampled by our boy Lil John for Trick Daddy. That was a record, big record in uh, oh four or oh five. That's sad. All right, next up, three, two, one. Again. Nothing. This is from one of my favorite hip hop albums of all time. This is Hey Young World by Slick Rick. Great mm. Adventures of Slick Rick. I knew I. It, it get, it's bedtime. The, what is it? Bedtime story. It flips right there. Um, okay, you're good. You're good. We still got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more. Okay, you and go. you have nonstop, ABC, Candy Rain, Ponda Replay. So you have four. At so the I end of the tie. At the I end run of the all seven, I could. Yeah, tie. yeah, 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 yeah. And at the end of the day, as long as you get more than the last place, motherfucker, you're good on this. I bet. He didn't know Aretha Franklin's respect. And then oh, I was tough. like, what? Let's just go home. Okay. Get the fuck out of here. Just Macon. didn't know. Crazy train in Ozzy. That's, that's fine. Bad. You know that's what I mean? Okay. It's the, you, know, you knew the song. You didn't know the, uh, the artist or the, the, the title. Okay. Three, two, one. Let that run a little bit longer, but it's, unfortunately it's just a loop of the same shit. <laughs> Um, is that the game featuring Kanye West? Easy. Is that your final answer? Yeah, could I be wrong? It is wrong. That's fine. This is Nine Inch Nails closer. Uh, they probably use those. Oh my God, man. They it probably use been. those drums. My life is not easy. I can mm -hmm. hear it. Over. it could yeah, be. you never know. All right, that's okay. Uh, all right, let me get the next one going. Three, two, one. Still tipping. Like a pimp. Um, still tipping by uh, UGK. Is that the final answer? I'm tripping. Uh, Here you go. Oh, David. David Banner. Doesn't he do it? Is What's it? the name of the song? Still tipping is the song. But so many people have used this damn sample. I'm kind of thrown because I'm pretty sure David Banner uses like a pimp. David Banner like a pimp. Uh, yeah. yeah, David Banner like a pimp. <laughs> there you go. God damn. I was like, don't stick with still tipping, please. No. Yes. Such a bro, this record was something else. I had the David Bennett album growing up. <sighs> that Mississippi, the album. Something else. Like a pin. Got screaming. Shake some bitch. I just haven't listened to it. I told you I listened to like five artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck. And DJs out here, no offense, y'all don't go in that bag like that. Um, you know, I'm not in these clubs where you would hear it. Uh next up, three, two, one. Blink-182, all the small things. 
God, that, that was Classic. light work for you. Those Jesus. Are my, those are my guys. All right. Next up. Three, two, one. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know who that is, but. Ah, uh, I need another song. Think through it. I'll play it again. I love the beginning of that, how it has Nas the, from, uh, I'm not going to give that, because that might help you in knowing this, but. Yeah. Oh, I think it is. This is Jay-Z, Where I'm From. Mm. Which album was that up for? Volume one. Yeah. Volume one. Mm-hmm. In my lifetime. In my lifetime. Yeah. Where he had the yeah, leather shit. Sitting on the front of the car. No, no, no. This is just him. Leather jacket, white shirt, hands like. What does this mean? Anybody know? I don't know, but that's what it is. It has the white back. It's got the like orange. Oh, on it, right. The cover. Go. Ah. Yeah, yeah. This one's orange. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, 100%. he was the. F- no, was the flyest at the time. Still is really. I think volume two he said in the car. Volume three, yeah, yeah, is orange. Vo- volume yeah. three is the black and no, 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 no. So volume one he is, or volume two he is by a car. Volume three he's on a car as well, but it's black and white. Mm. I can't think of an orange cover. I could have swore you had some yellow or orange. Uh, all right, next up, three, two, one. Uh, never too much. No, never too much. Luther Vandross. There you go. God, God damn. When you had, I was like, bro, Fuck. I do this with like baseball players and shit all the time. Like, I know exactly who they are. And yeah. I like say the first name wrong, last name, or like last name wrong, first name. You're good. So you have two more. Let me see what we got here. Never too much. All the small things like a pimp. Pond the replay, Candy Rain, ABC nonstop. Seven. Seven. How many? I you can tie left? your boy. And and usually the last two are fairly easy. Mm. Okay. Let me fix this though. Okay. Three, two, one. Flashing lights. Kind of was. There you go. The last one's the easiest. I'm just going to fucking say it because it always is that way. So here you uh-huh. go. Three, two, one. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting on it. Mike Styles, Grayson Allen. There you go. You fuck with Grayson Allen or did it just fit with the hook? I do. He's a hooper, bro. All right. I Grace, that Gra- motherfucker. I'm a North Carolina fan, so I don't have hey, you know. Grayson, I mean? Grayson Allen. <laughs> hey, hey, look, like, I definitely would have fought that motherfucker. Like, I don't know how nobody <laughs> okay, whooped his ass yeah, yet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm taking that fine. I'm taking that yeah, suspension. I'm no whooping doubt. his ass yeah. if he treat me like that on the court. That's just how I feel. But um, he can ball. Like, he, yeah. I think he's made a great, despite, like, his reputation, which was self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that he has established himself as a solid Role player yeah. in the NBA. Like no I like watching him play. No doubt. All right, bro. You I got, got respect for him. One, oh, for sure. One, two. You got nine. Bet. Tied your boy. Ooh, I was getting scared for a second. You know I mean, you're good. Uh, before we go, let everyone know where they can find you, where they can find your music, all of that good shit. 
Yes, sir. Once again, I go by the name of Mike Styles. You can find me at Style Like Mike on all platforms. Uh, vibes too out everywhere now. Wherever you get music, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever. Just put my name in Google. You will find the boy. Uh, I appreciate all y'all tuning in. Well, thank you so much thank for you. bringing me on the pod. Thank much you. love. I definitely want to come back for sure. And uh, make sure I check out that album, Vibes Two, out now. Beautiful. Thank you, bro. For sure. Thank you all so much for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mike. We're getting very close to Halloween season, which means 31 Days of Halloween is coming back. I have some fun stuff in store for you, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Next week, we'll be back with either Hooper Chacon, maybe both. We'll talk some NFL. If you're in Utah this fall, make sure to vote out Mike Lee. Follow me on Twitter at DJ Will Wonder. Follow the podcast on Instagram at The Will Wonder Pod, and we will see y'all next week. Peace. Please subscribe, write, and review. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Peace out.